and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hey, all, and welcome to another episode of Careering. Today, I am so honored to have Audrey Goodson Kingo on with us. She's the editor of Working Mother Magazine, and she's here to tell us all about the trends that we've seen in 2020 and how they'll make our lives better in 2021. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you so much, Lori. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I am thrilled to have you on. I have to laugh because in the intro, I said how they'll make our lives better in 2021. That remains to be seen, right? <laughs> we'll find out if the, tr- <laughs> if the trends have been good or bad. We'll find out. Right. Let's launch right in. You know, when I reach out to you, I just think it's so fascinating. You more than probably anyone else have heard all about working mothers and their struggles, what they've enjoyed, what they've had a hard time with with 2020. So what are some of the things that really kind of bubbled to the top this last year for you in terms of women working and raising families? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing, the big story that I covered and the big story that I think we're going to continue to talk about is just, unfortunately, how many moms have left the workforce in 2020. And you know, I think everyone saw that story that in September, four times as many women dropped out of the workforce as men. It was 865,000. And so I think the question, the challenge is going to be, you know, how do we get those moms back in the workforce and how do we encourage employers to continue some of the flexibility and benefits they offered in 2020 and continue offering that into 2021 so that moms, you know, who are on the fence or who might be struggling right now can really, you know, stick with the career that they've been building. So I I think that's an open question and I hope it's answered in a way that, that allows moms to keep to the careers they've been building. I totally agree. I remember seeing that article and I was just so shocked and really sort of saddened by the news. And I remember talking to a, another guest, I believe it was Bobby Carlton. And we, she was saying, you know, the, the thing about that is a lot of that 40% of moms probably really enjoyed their career and had to step back due to a number of things. But one of which is a lot of the home responsibilities land on the mother a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so you've got a situation where maybe the dads even were ready to come home but because they typically make more money and we're still trying to break out of this dynamic of the dad working and the mom at home. Yeah. So I think it's just so fascinating that even women who loved their careers had to go back home. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, it's super challenging. And I, I always joke that my job is life hacking basically, but it's been a really weird year where I am living out the exact same things I'm reporting. And it, it's yes. been very strange for me because you know, even personally, I love my job and I love what I do, but it's a tough time. You know, my kid, my son is in kindergarten and he is in part-time school and sometimes the schools are open and sometimes it's not. And it's a lot to balance. And I completely understand moms making whatever decisions they have to make right now for their family's well-being. Yes. so it's really tough, but yeah. The and then there's the open question of what are dads going to do and how are they going to play into this picture? Right, right. In the long run. Yeah, it's you know the good news is some studies have found that dads are pitching in more at home right now. So dads have stepped up to do more. I, a lot of it's out of necessity, right? There's just too much to do right now, and so that's the good news. The right. bad news is there's so much work to be done. 
Yes. Uh, one study found that I think we're doing 65 hours more work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, working moms around the house. So there's just so much more work to be done. Even with dad stepping up, there's still so much falling on mom's plates. And yeah. It's fascinating. This isn't necessarily a stat that's come out, but I'm sure it has somewhere. It's just kind of my own personal. Most of the schooling as well is falling a mom's plate. Like, how did that happen? I'm terrible at math. How am I suddenly doing math? (laughs) You know, it's so true, but I think that's just reflective of the roles that we have kind of always fallen into. And I, you know, I live in New York City, which is a pretty progressive place, pretty progressive community. But when I go to the parent meetings, you know, I look around and there's maybe two dads in the room. It's still mostly moms. Right. So we have just fallen into, and, and I again count myself in this group of, you know, those habits you form in the early days, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of what we're talking about right now is a mental load, right? Who, yes. who books the doctor's appointments, who goes to the PTA meetings, you know, who knows what to pack in their backpack. I think because so much of that organization was already in mom's plate, it just naturally, when this all happened, it was like, oh, okay, well, the school thing is primarily a calendaring and organizational issue. So, Right. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. I We should dig into that more this year. I think that's fascinating the way that that all just sort of came together. So how do you think with some of these things, it will be interesting to see how as we move into 2021, how they affect, let's, let's, Fast forward six to nine months and say people are starting to go back to work. Companies are beginning to hire again. How do you think these things will affect both mothers on the working side? And if you have seen it, the companies as well that are kind of doing it right by moms. Yeah, I think... I think the companies that are doing it right by moms are going to see more moms moving up down the line. And that's the good news. And I hope they really see the value of that investment. And I will say the one event that happened in 2020 concurrently with the pandemic, you know, obviously was the the, the big reckoning that we're having right now around racial justice in this country. Yes. And, but the, you know, and that's a very difficult conversation, but the good news is it is making companies more accountable mm-hmm. and it is making companies really stop and look around at who works for them yes. and where they're having problems and where they're having pipeline problems and who is moving up at their company and who is not. So the good news is for the companies that really care, and there are a lot of companies that do really care about this, it is definitely on their radar right now. And I think they know that it's imperative to really help working parents right now because otherwise they're going to have a pipeline problem down the road. Um, They're just not going to have enough moms to keep moving up. I think that's fantastic and so so true. Yeah, so that's the good news is I, I really do think for the companies that have prioritized it and that care, I think moms at those companies will continue to move up. And I think there's good reason for optimism there. Now, the ones who are not, you know, my worry is that some of the accommodations that were granted in 2020, first of all, some of them, you know, some of the federal ones are up in the air a bit right now. You know, the paid leave that moms were taking now, you know, companies aren't mandated to offer it. It's, it's optional. So how many moms will still have access to some sort of leave if they need it is an open question. And you know, how patient companies are going to be with right. with employees who have not been op- able to be as productive, perhaps, as they were in the past. You know, we'll see how long their patience lasts. Yeah. Um, and that's my, that's my worry. Well, the other interesting thing that's coming out of this, I just read this the other day, that 
talk about productivity. All of a sudden, people have no boundaries anymore. You're at home doing everything. So the workday has now gone from like an eight to nine hour day to basically a 15 hour day every day. (laughs) So I think while we're being maybe less productive because you're being teacher, you know, wife, mom, you know, cook, chauffeur, I think we're also now expected to work longer on top of everything else. Right. Or to never be off. Yeah. And it's just a huge mental difficulty too, right? There's really no separation. Right. And that's just yeah, exactly a world of stress. Yeah. So I live in Oregon and we haven't, our kids have not been back since last February or March. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking that the other day, I thought, man, when things get, you know, whatever normal is back to whatever normal is, I really need to get an office outside of the house. Cause I am tired <laughs> of seeing these four walls. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is before, right before the pandemic, there were a couple of these like co-working spaces, like mom centered ones that had started to pop yeah. up that offered like a gym and babysitting and a co-working space. And I was, I was like, that's kind of genius. Yeah. And I have a feeling those will like, at once this is all over, I think it'll look even more. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, I joined in December and then everything kind of blew up. And by, you know, by February, by March, I had to freeze my membership, but that will be, Hey moms, if you're listening and you want to figure out a new business, this may be for you. (laughs) I know for real. Well, and I think this this is some of what you've been talking about, but I love that you talk in a lot of your interviews about the man keeping the mom down and it makes me laugh every time I read it. But let's talk about what are some of the things that like systemically are kind of against moms that need to change and hope maybe this will bring them to light, which would be great. Yeah, I think the big the big part of it is just the second shift. I mean, we've been talking about that for decades since, you know, right. our, we wrote about that for a long time ago, but it's still a huge burden. Moms just still do way more at home. And particularly, like we were saying, the mental load. I mean, particularly when it comes to managing the family calendar and organizing the events and the emotional labor of, you know, calling family members on their birthdays and buying presents and all these things, you know, those are still our responsibility. We're still the family CEO. And I think that's that's a big burden. And thankfully, more people are talking about that. There have been some great books that came out in the past couple of years to right. help. I don't know. You've probably read Fair Play. Uh, yes, I love that. And Ada Calhoun's most recent one, the uh, talk about you know all of the stressors on women in their the middle part of their lives was fantastic. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, thankfully, we are paying more attention to that, but. That's that's a big one. Of course, there's just, you know, in the workplace itself, we continue to struggle to get to the executive ranks. Yes. And but again, a lot of that can be placed on our second shift issues, right? Like moms can't always take on as much as someone else because we do have other things on our plate. So Right. And I think like you said, just to your point earlier, 40% of moms have had to take a step back during the pandemic to care for the kids. It's tough to move ahead and continue moving ahead when you're having to take breaks to make sure the family is okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll see. I mean, I, I there was another study that came out that was about how dads have received more promotions and raises Ugh. during this home period. So... Yeah. So I'm just, I think we're going to, I worry about the effects of like all of, you know, the collective taking our foot off the pedal right now by necessity mm-hmm. and, yeah. and where that leaves women, you know, in five, 10 years. But again, companies at least are, companies know it's an issue and that's the good news. And I, and I hope that they will continue to try to mitigate 
the concerns as much as they can. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, let's turn personally a little bit here, turn to you. So you have two young kids. How old are your kiddos? So my son is five and my daughter is 17 months. Oh, so you are right in the thick of (laughs) young and I mean, my kids are now 13 and 15. So I feel like I've had a bit of an easier time during all of this because they're old enough to kind of make themselves lunch, be pretty Mm -hmm. self-directed. But the parents I talk to that have toddlers and elementary school age kids, I'm just fascinated. It's like, how are you making this work? How are you doing this? (laughs) Yeah, you know... That, that was one of the things that we really struggled with in the beginning because we don't have, we don't have any family nearby yeah. we apartments. We don't even have a backyard and it was really tough. So we, I immediately said, you know what, we're going to have to make some compromises and bring our care network back. Like, yep. and I'm, and I've written about this now, you know, I, I really think this is a time where, you know, basically we're all weighing, right? Our physical safety versus our mental health. Yep. And so we decided, you know what? We have got to get the kids back in their care situations. Like we just have to, or we're going to lose our minds. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You know, and I think that's so wonderful to hear powerful women like you say that, because I think there's so much guilt around, you know, what we think of as sacrificing, sacrifice for our children and sacrifice for our family. And I'm really hoping 2021 brings about how can we have more self-care and self-compassion for ourselves as working mothers? Because there is just so much put on our shoulders that sometimes, like you're saying, you just have to say, okay, what makes the most sense for the family as a whole, not the children, but like as an entire unit, what makes the most sense for us? Right. And we are, you know, we are the people, we think of ourselves last, right? I mean, right. Moms, we always put ourselves last. It's interesting. We've been, we host a lot of webinars and voice sessions with working moms. And one of the things I keep hearing is that I think people have kind of figured out the logistics somewhat, or they're at least hanging in there Mm -hmm. with figuring out work and school. But one thing a lot of moms have said is they are struggling to find joy right now. That really resonated with me and is something I think about a lot myself. You know, it, it, it is a situation where like, it's hard to put ourselves first and it's hard yeah. to find that personal joy, but we've seen now just how necessary it is. I think that, and I'm an extrovert. So a big part of my joy comes from seeing friends and being part of large groups, like fun parties and events. Right. And that going away this last year has had a tremendous effect on kind of my outlook and well-being. You know, it's just, it's really interesting when you take away the kind of scaffolding of what you didn't realize was your day-to-day life and look at it. You start realizing so many things about yourself and about your other friends and other women around you that you didn't know before. Right. 100%. Yeah, I think if women are willing to be self-reflective right now, <laughs> let's add one more thing to the pile for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you have two minutes to sit down and journal, I think it's, I, at least for me, what's been really interesting is saying, what do I now know that I need yes. moving forward? Well, I yeah. heard a great quote from a mom about that recently, which was, your self-care is your self-care. And I really loved that because her point was basically like, you know what? You don't have to learn to bake the sourdough bread or start right. knitting if that's not your <laughs> that's not your thing. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, if it's reading a good book or if it's soaking in the bathtub with a glass of wine or taking a walk around the block, you know, don't overcomplicate it. 
fall on what has worked for you and made you happy in the past and just indulge yourself when you can. Yes. And the other thing I'm really watching right now is my use of shoulds. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. When I hear a should, it's like, no, wait, let me stop and see if this is really something I want to do or do I just feel like I have to do it? Yeah, exactly. We tried to, I tried to do that as well, particularly over the holiday break. I don't know about you guys, but I was like, if we end up watching TV and eating junk food all day, that I'm not going to, there's going to be no shoulds. No, we shouldn't be doing this. We're going to be doing it. You know, what's so funny. We kind of had that discussion and this is a big one. I know I'm probably going to get some like notes on this, but screen time during this whole time, I'm like, I'm over limiting screen time. Like the kids, they're not seeing their friends. The only way they're connecting is through, you know, fate. Well, like I said, my kids are older, but through gaming and FaceTime and I need to get stuff done. So guess what? Limits are gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the pieces we have is we're all in survival mode and, and we're yes. still in survival mode. So, you know, whatever, you know, same, just like whatever self-care, you know, makes us yeah. happy, you know, whatever compromises that feel good and feel workable for us, you know, maybe it's, it's screen time. Maybe it's, you know, finding a care network, you know, right. We have to take care of ourselves because we have to take care of our families. Yes, yes, exactly. So what do you have, speaking of caring for ourselves and our families, do you currently have kind of a daily or weekly regimen or thing that you do to keep yourself moving forward? My So my big indulgence is reading. I'm a big reader and I particularly yes. love romance just because it's very happy. and it puts I do too. <laughs> I need those endorphins in my life right now. Yes. So that's why the mom who said, you know, your self-care, your self-care resonated so much with me because I was trying to, you know, download the Peloton app and... Right. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This just feels like more pressure. I'm just going to yeah. go what makes me happy. <laughs> I think that's so great. And I remember at the beginning of this quite a while ago, probably in April sometime, Glennon Doyle came on. And she was like, guess what, guys? I haven't written a word since this started. I haven't done a yoga class since this started. And it was just felt, I just remember reading that post and thinking, oh, this feels so great. Someone's saying what we're all feeling. Yes. She's amazing. She had a great, what did she say? Yeah. She had a great rant about how during the pandemic, TV time is for all the time. Oh, yes. <laughs> I read that too, where pretty much she was saying like, I've given up everything in my life except this. So you will take the trash TV out of my cold dead hands. (laughs) (laughs) You have to love Glennon Doyle. She's saying all the things we're thinking, right? (laughs) Exactly. Love her. Yeah. Well, for, and, and maybe I was going to say for moms, I want to get back on track. What are some tips? But now that we've been talking, it's like, maybe the tip is whatever you need at this point. Like you said, we're in survival mode. So the tip is listen to yourself, correct? And like, make sure you're taken care of. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, we're in survival mode and we're in long-term survival mode, you know? I mean, we're coming on almost a year. So, and I always felt like January and February were probably going to be some of the most difficult months into this thing because we've got light at the end of the tunnel now, right? Yeah, yes. Yes. No, I agree. So hopefully, you know, there's, there's big, better changes, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, by the summer, a lot of us will have a vaccine and we'll feel a little bit more safe going out and about. But, you know, in the meantime, it's just like buckle down time. Yes. And 
can to get through the next few months. You know what I found about myself during this time that's so funny is I'm an internal optimist, which in some ways is great and in some ways is not awesome because <laughs> what happens is I'll be like, oh, for sure, we'll be back by, you know, this was last year. For sure by the school year, the kids will be back. There's no way by September. And then it's like, oh, for sure by Christmas break, we'll be back. Here we are still at home. So nope, I got to keep like rolling along. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm, that's so funny. I, I didn't think I was an optimist, but I noticed I had been doing the same thing. Yeah. But I think it's a nice mental trick. I was comparing it to like running a marathon, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. Like I'm almost there. One more mile. Just one yeah, more mile. You can one do more this. Just <laughs> tell yourself that every mile. <laughs> Well, I hate to do have to wrap this up because it's been so fun. But if you have one piece of encouragement or advice for women who are looking to continue their career in 2021, what would it be? I would just say, don't feel guilty for the shortcuts, you know, like we've been talking about for the shortcuts that you have to take right now, because we're all taking shortcuts right now. And anyone who says they're not is not telling the truth. (laughs) Agreed. Don't listen to those people, right? If people are saying they're not taking shortcuts, do not listen to them. Yeah, do not listen to them. We're all taking shortcuts. Find the shortcuts you're comfortable with that work for your family and keep doing what you love to do. Yes, I love this. And I could not have said it better myself, Audrey. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up. If people want to get in contact with you or Working Mother, how do they go about that? Sure. Uh, Shoot me an email. It's audrey.kingo at workingmother.com. Thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. It's been really fun. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you. Thank you.